This is a conspiracy. That's what this is. One big damn conspiracy! And everyone's in on it! I know what's going on. Did IQs just drop sharply while I was away? person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Did you see the memo about this? Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. Don't you see what this means? Welcome to episode 24 of your Missing the Point podcast, where we discuss the weird, the wonderful, and the damn right bizarre aspects of life, as we have conversations with people from all over the world. Well, today I was supposed to be on another show and unfortunately I had to reschedule, so I thought I'd sit down and get my thoughts of what's been happening recently in the world. This should be interesting. I've um, never really sat down and have a conversation with myself or just speaking to listeners like this without having a guest or you know, delivering some information about a certain topic of research. So let's get stuck into it. Um, first of all, I'm sick. Uh, I'm someone who traditionally never really gets sick. Even though I'm a teacher, I'm surrounded by kids all the time. Um, I'm starting to think really heavily that I actually have some kind of EMF or Wi-Fi poisoning. And this is where it's coming from. So Recently, my school's undergone a, a school build. So they've demolished some of the older buildings, started to put new ones in. And as a result of that, the internet was cut, the water was cut, the power was cut in certain areas of the school. So to try and overcome this, where the physical wiring for the internet was, the school's installed all of these Wi-Fi boosters all over the place, right? They're everywhere. They're attached to sides of buildings, um, under undercover areas on the sides of the office, everywhere. Um, the school must be absolutely bathed in Wi-Fi signals right now, which, you know, traditionally it always kind of is to a certain degree, but this is just the next step up. So what I've noticed in the last couple of weeks since they've done this, um, we had a week where there was no internet in certain parts of the school. Then literally within the day or two of them putting these boosters in, these extenders, I started to notice that a lot of staff at our school started to call in sick. Now, a lot of people say, oh, we're coming into autumn, it's cold, it's starting to get into flu and cold season. Yeah, okay, I, I can understand that. I'm a teacher. I know I've seen kids get sick, they get sniffles, but it just coincides with this and I'm really questioning as to what it is because we had a good majority of the week, we had eight staff out, we had classes that are traditionally 24, 28 kids, dropped down to about 13 students. And they're ironically within very close proximity where these boosters are. And I just so how, somehow managed to fall sick, air quotes, uh, on the Friday night after coming home. So I managed to tough it out for a, a good week or so, week and a half, and it's finally caught up with me. Um Typical kind of cold symptoms, but it's something different again. I can't quite put my, put, I can't quite define it. It's very strange. Um, 
It's just hit me like that. I can't describe it. It's really strange. I've never had COVID. <laughs> I'm someone who actually questions the the reality of COVID now, as, as a lot of my listeners would probably know. So I just found it really, really interesting that all these people coming sick, all these students coincided with these boosters being put up around my school. You know, call me a conspiracy theorist, call me a tinfoil hat wearer. Some people believe in viruses. Some people don't. Some people go for terrain theory. I'm kind of more edging towards that terrain theory is the reality and that a lot of illnesses are in relation to what's happening in our environment. And I think that this little event has kind of solidified that for me, that things that are going on around us, whether it's electromagnetic frequencies or Wi-Fi poisoning, I think those have a greater impact on people than what we realize. And just circumstantial or my own little piece of evidence from this is that lots of staff have been surrounded by the regular Wi-Fi signals, myself included, but as soon as they boosted it, it was like a quick sudden reaction and people started getting sick. And I can't help but draw connections with what happened in in Europe during the, the First World War where radio signals really started to get used for the first time. And what did we find around that time period? The Spanish flu broke out. Anytime there's been a major increase in technology or a new communication method, it coincides with some kind of air quotes respiratory illness or, or virus. Something comes out. So I'm definitely tiptoeing into the idea that a lot of this stuff that's going on is EMF frequency poisoning. And I can't help but think that's the way now. You know, it's it's as clear as day to me, clear as mud. It's It's there. It's happening. Anyway, so if I do sound a little bit nasally, that's why. I do think I've got this uh, EMF or Wi-Fi poisoning, but we will persevere. Okay, what else is happening in the world? Elon Musk announced a new Twitter CEO, Linda Yaccarino. Interesting, very interesting. This guy is not your saviour. For anyone out there who's in the, the right-wing camp or who still believes that the right-wing is is independent and trying to do what's good for the world and trying to conserve things, conservatives do not conserve anything. How many conservative governments have we seen come and go that have just kept giving and giving in and giving in and progress keeps happening? They're not conserving a single bloody thing, nothing at all. And Elon Musk, he's played everyone. He's played you like a fiddle. First, it was the blue check marks, making you pay for something that you shouldn't even have to. And now we've got someone who's a World Economic Forum stooge. Someone who's set up by them. And it's really interesting because if you go through some of Elon's actual tweets on Twitter, you see that he's actually mentioned the World Economic Forum has an unrealistically high amount of control of what's going on in the world, an influence they shouldn't have. He's been very vocal on what the World Economic Forum is. So that beckons the question, why would he allow a World Economic Forum person, Linda, take over as CEO of Twitter. What's really going on there? I think he tried to uh, flesh out the woke people, woke people left, and who filled the void? The truth of community, right-wing conservatives, people who are considering themselves patriots all flocked to Twitter again, thinking that that was the place now. It was their zone. It was their little town circle where they can get their voices heard. And then he added in the blue check mark. You know, 
You've got to take this. Pay for this. If you pay for this blue check mark, people know who you are and they know it's really you and you're genuine. Fantastic. This is great. My voice is going to get out there as a content creator, as a independent journalist, as a truther. It looked so good. But what happens when the World Economic Forum gets its true grip on this? You've told the world exactly who you are. For some of you, that's not going to worry you at all. It's fine. Hey, I'm putting my name out there. I'm not scared of reprisals. Cool. That's perfect. But you have defined yourself via a checkmark. Just you wait until we get some internet censorship, the Restrict Act, all of these other things that are happening in first world countries, in the West, in England, in Australia, in New Zealand, in the States, in Canada. Just you wait until that's used as a weapon against you. They won't come out and go after the fringe people or hiding behind anonymous little accounts with fake names. They are going to go after the people with the blue check marks. You've defined yourself, you've set the world who you are, and you've paid for it. You've paid for your own mark. Now, I've got lots of friends in the podcasting community who went and done that. That's fine. That's okay. But personally, from my point of view, I think that's one of the first steps. It's one of the first steps in how the World Economic Forum, the powers that be, the parasite class of the world, they're coming after us. The internet isn't what they thought it would be. The internet got away from them. They let the genie out of the bottle and too much truth has gotten out into the community. This is their attempt to try and bring it back in, to put the cork back. They're trying desperately to put the genie back in the bottle and we're starting to see it with little things like the Restrict Act, with things like hate speech, and now we have platforms literally being run by the World Economic Forum. They're not even lying about it anymore. They're not even faking it. It's not a saviour like Elon anymore. He's putting Linda Yaccarino, a World Economic Forum stooge, in control. If that doesn't worry you, man, I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's a crazy, crazy world. And the things that I thought would never be possible 10 years ago, they're starting to happen. Not that this should be a black-pilled moment on my little random <laughs> chat today and my thoughts, but I don't know how anyone can honestly think there's a political answer anymore. And I understand it. I absolutely do. I fell for it this week, in fact. In Australia, in Victoria, my home state, our Conservative Party called the Liberals, which I know for you Americans is going to be very confusing, but the Liberals in the Australian context are Conservatives. Anyway, we have a ex-Liberal Party member, an ex-Conservative called Moira Deeming. She helped organise a Let Women Speak rally recently in Melbourne, in which women from all perspectives, all races, all ideologies, even left-wing people, third-wave, second-wave feminists, hardcore-line feminists who stand up for the rights of women were there, arm-in-arm with Conservatives, speaking about how women need a voice. Strong, powerful stuff. You've never seen a more diverse, and this isn't throwing buzzwords out there, it was a literally a diverse group of women standing up for rights, which is sorely needed. Now, the media came out and threw this as an anti-trans agenda, but when we live in a world 
where biological men can go into bathrooms, go into women's sports, even define and take a women's identity, claim to have periods, women are under attack. This is real. We live in the 21st century and women's rights are being challenged and obfuscated by a fringe minority of the population, which quite frankly, majority probably have mental health issues. It's called body dysmorphia. Look it up. It's a thing. It's there. It is happening. Anyway, Moira, this wonderful woman, conservative staunch ex-teacher who lost her position because she couldn't possibly stand up to the Amanda Woke ideology that's happening in schools, she left the profession, and I don't blame her. My thoughts often go that way these days. It's very hard being a, a conservative or a traditionalist in the modern day system. It's very hard. So I take my hat off to her for doing it as long as she did, and to come out and go into politics to try and challenge that, I think that's fantastic what she's done. And when she started this this gathering of let women speak, it had all the right things. The left should have been all over it as a fantastic opportunity. It was bringing both sides of politics together, standing up for women's rights. But women are not the in-group people anymore. Women are not the victims. It's not people of colour anymore. It's not about, It's not about Black Lives Matter. This time, it's about the trans agenda. And we're seeing it being pushed down people's throats. This is what Moira Deeming had for this. As a result, this gathering, this protest, it was gatecrashed by two separate groups. One, the pro-transgender groups of the far left, who were trying to protest to dismantle it, saying they were transphobic, they were homophobic, they were anti-alphabet people. Then a very separate group came in, a very interesting group. A group labelled by the media as neo-Nazis. Now, this is really interesting. I think a lot of Victorians would know what this is about and a lot of Australians would. I think it's a psyop. You had all these young, fit men, completely shaven, legs shaven, all wearing the same clothes, little red wristbands, holding each other's hands, going around marching, throwing around Nazi salutes all while being protected by the police so that the mob couldn't get them. Very interesting that they were allowed to walk up to the steps of Parliament, gatecrash this woman's voice, and throw out Nazi symbols. And lo and behold, what happened? New Nazi laws are being thrust into the public sphere, trying to outlaw an arm gesture. Wrongly or rightly, the government's trying to stop that now. Victoria has very harsh anti-Nazi symbol laws, and now they're going for arm movements. Out of all of this, out of this gatecrashing, the media hammered Moira Deeming, classifying her as a neo-Nazi or a neo-Nazi supporter. Her own party, led by John Pesuto, threw her under the bus. In a roundabout way, without actually stating it, they suggested that she organised a rally in support of neo-Nazis, which is so far from the truth, it's lunacy. Like I said, it was a diverse group. Women, women of all ideologies, women of different ages, racial identities, all together for women's voice. Yet, 
This conservative party kowtowed to left-wing ideas, so afraid of the political blowback, they tried to have her kicked out of the party. Now, Moira, she's a very smart woman. She lawyered up pretty quickly. She presented the party with her advice from her lawyer, and they quickly backtracked and suspended her for six months. Six to nine months, I can't quite be sure on that. But they suspended her. She was still in the party. There was supposedly a a deal struck with John Pesuto, the leader, that he would come out and publicly state that Moira wasn't supporting neo-Nazis, that her rally was simply gate-crashed, and it had nothing to do with her. Moira waited and waited for John Pesito to say this. He did not. He is so worried about looking like a Nazi himself that he threw a woman under the bus for speaking, a woman trying to defend women's rights. A conservative party was silencing a woman. This is where we are in 21st century Australia, Victoria. We don't have a conservative party. We have a Labour light. We have a left-wing light party. Well, recently, the last couple of days, Moira Deeming has been expelled from the party. A conservative party has kicked out a woman who dared to speak up for women's rights. Now, the media will tell you, and all the political shock jocks, they're going to tell you that Moira Deeming was kicked out because she threatened to sue her party leader, for defamation. What other course of action did she have, considering John would not come out and do the right thing and say that Moira did not organise a rally for neo-Nazis? It was gate-crashed. The media in the last five weeks have quickly flipped their narrative. They are using the term gate-crashed. They are distancing themselves from saying that Moira was a Nazi. She is not. It was gate-crashed. They were not there. They were not invited. It is not part of the conversation. Yet the leader of a very conservative party, air quotes, in this nation, threw a woman under the bus and quickly moved in to quash her supporters in the party. This isn't going to go well. This is what's absolutely killed politics for me. Sure, many times you've heard me say that I don't think that's a political solution. But somewhere deep inside me, I held out hope. I hoped that there could be a political solution, that there could be a party that stood up for conservative values, for people to do the right thing. And I saw this and I saw this happening. I thought, this is the perfect opportunity. John Pesito is going to be ousted and a strong conservative woman will take over, a woman who's not spineless, a woman who has, who has balls, ironically, a woman who has the ability to stand up for what's right to double down on conservative values, go back to what the party should be. And what happens? They choose the left. They chose an ideology that the mainstream public don't support, that people who vote liberals do not support. They are becoming more and more left-wing every day. There is no opposition in Victoria. There's the Labour Party run by our dictator, Dan Andrews, and Labour Light or as I'm calling them now, the trans-liberal party. They're no longer liberal, they're trans-liberal. They're transitioning into a Labour party. Maybe they should be called trans-Labour. Hey, but if I keep talking about this, I could very well be hit for hate speech in Victoria. 
Welcome to Australia, folks. Welcome to Australia. I never, ever thought this would be happening. It defies logic. Like, how can this be happening in the modern day? All common sense is flown out the window, and this is the world in which we live in. Anyway, uh, this was my little incoherent ramblings for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget that if you're a listener and you enjoy my content, please like, share my work, help me reach other listeners. I really want to help all of you out there by getting the truth out, speaking my mind, and most importantly, having conversations with people. Like, If we really want to change the world, it starts with conversations. Conversations that aren't restricted by hate speech. Conversations that aren't restricted by political correctness. Real, genuine conversations. Sure, we can be respectful. We can make sure that we're not stepping over the line. But the moment we start to police our own speech is the moment that that democracy dies. And we are in the last moments of a Western democracy. We are seeing it collapse at unprecedented speeds. So let's get in the fight together. Let's have conversations. If you're a listener and you want to come on the show for Conspiracy Chit Chat, hit me up on Instagram at missin, M-I-S-S-E-N, underscore the, underscore point, missing the point. If not, you can always email me at drewmissin88 at gmail.com. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about real things. Let's talk about the things that are happening in your world, things you're deep diving on, things that you're noticing. Let's have a conversation, people. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, and I'll catch you next time. Hey, everybody, it's closing time. You don't got to go home, but you can't stay here.